0: Kelly, let me tell you, you haven't seen America until you've seen it from a train. Damn it, Mulder, what happened? Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And today we are talking a two-parter. We're talking... Season 3, Episodes 9 and 10, Nisei and 731. Nisei aired November 24th, 1995. It was written by Chris Carter, Howard Gordon, and Frank Spotnitz and directed by David Nutter. And in the episode, Mulder gets caught into buying an alien autopsy VHS (laughs) from a magazine ad, which is actually evidence into something sinister going on. Mulder follows some leads on it and ends up finding a ship carrying a UFO to a train carrying an alien. (laughs) Meanwhile, Scully looks into a MUFON group in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and finds out some unsettling news in regards to her abduction from a year ago. Mulder ends up jumping onto the train, even though Scully expressly forbid him from doing that. So, I guess we could start by saying for a while, I still think it's kind of true, but for a while, I called this... Uh, my favorite mythology episodes, Mm -hmm. and I I think that's still true. They are Uh, it's kind of hard because they're they're really good, and and they aren't very jam packed like usual. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that um, Frank Spotnitz wrote this as like a one episode, but it was so big that they had to split into two because they were like, we can't afford to do just like one episode with like Mulder jumping on a train, (laughs) (laughs) and so they ended up expanding it. But yeah, I really like this episode, so we can just dive right in. Uh, we open on a train going through a neighborhood in Knoxville, Tennessee, and the, little rail, the rail attendant's waving at the kids, and the train stops at a depot and leaves the silver car behind, and then it's night, and we see smoke coming out the top, and the cameraman cl- gets closer in. And I really like the camera work in this mm-hmm. opening, kind of like there was like a crane shot above the train, and... And just, like, a lot of cuts, but it wasn't distracting necessarily. I thought it was really, like, good at setting the scene or, like, adding this level of mysteriousness to it. Mm-hmm. And we see some cars drive up to the train car, and uh, a Japo- Japanese man walks out of the train, and then there's some other Japanese men getting out of the car. And they all get in the train, and it's, like, a surgical room. It's very
1: spooky. Yeah, they're wearing these, like, weird masks. Yeah, like they're they're like respirators,
0: but like they're diagonal for, or not yeah. diagonal, like horizontal for some reason. Yeah, they're they're really strange math. <laughs> and so they, we see that they're operating on something and the camera keeps c- cutting so we don't get enough of a look. But then we finally see this like green tub <laughs> and they like follow the tube with the green gook in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like on this alien and it's like, ah, it's our old friend, the alien.
1: Yeah, a good old fashioned alien autopsy. And then the camera is pointing
0: towards the front of the train car and we see some men with guns break in and start shooting. They just start blasting. They start blasting. These are actually real, I think real soldiers, like real rangers. They huh. didn't want to just like put guns in extra's hands. They were like, it's not right. believable. Yeah. They they don't know the maneuvers. <laughs> yeah. And the doctors are killed, and then we see, you know, the alien. And also, the the Fox sensors wouldn't let them show bu- bullet wounds. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so weirdly cut, where, like, they're like, ah! And then, like, you don't see
1: them shot. It's just like... Right. And then you just see, like, some blood spatter. You don't really, like, even see them. Yeah.
0: Which is like... It, and they're all just, like, flailing around.
1: Yeah. Which is like, I think it's fine. It does look like a little... It, it, I don't know. It's, like, so weird. Like... I, this, like, whole scene where, like, the soldiers come in bursting and, like, shooting these doctors, like, felt kind of goofy to me.
0: Yeah, it did. It did look a bit goofy. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting that they would hate this and not the fact that, like, oh, you can show, like, open mass graves, like, not to jump ahead, but, like. Right. No bullet wounds, but feel free to just show, like, open, like, mass graves. Right. That's fine. Yeah. That's not worse than but yeah, it, it was like kind of goofy, but I I think I really liked it. It was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have the credits and then we have, they're in the office and Mulder is just like perched up on his desk. He's got his feet propped up there and he's watching something. And <laughs> Scully comes in and she says, that's not your usual brand of <laughs> entertainment.
1: <laughs> I love like how much everyone makes fun of like Mulder's like porn addiction. <laughs> <laughs> How many times has she caught him like watching porn in the office? That's
0: incredibly inappropriate. But she seems like she's interested. Scully gives big, like, not to dismirch Scully's reputation, but I'm just going to be honest and say that she does give off big. I can't hang out with women because they have too much drama vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, girl. I'm just calling it like I see it.
1: I mean, you're not wrong.
0: And so she very much has the vibe of, like, the woman who always, like, played cool when, like, the guys were creeps because she's in a male-dominated field in the FBI and in the medical Mm -hmm. uh, profession. And her father was in the Navy. And so I think she just grew up in a lot of machismo, and I think it doesn't bother her as much. right Uh, Not that Mulder watching porn in the office is good, I'm just saying.
1: Right. No, I mean, I... I think that it like it doesn't like she's she's able to like make fun of it. So it's like I I don't think it necessarily bothers her, even though like I don't know, like well I think it does, but like she doesn't like let it bother her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She does definitely There's have one the,
0: reading like, to be. Yeah.
1: yeah. The like I I don't really have like friends who are girls energy, <laughs> which was like me in high school. Like I get it. I didn't have a lot of friends who were girls, but but I, I did a lot later in life and it was actually a lot better. <laughs>
0: Well, I think like one critique you could be is like, oh, well, she's written by men. So, of course, they don't realize that like it would actually be very uncomfortable for like a woman. And I'm like, yeah, but also she does have those vibes.
1: Right. No, I think um (laughs) maybe because she's written by men. I don't know. (laughs) I think men would realize that that would make women uncomfortable, though. Like, I don't think that's like a really good excuse. (laughs) I think I think she just gives off those vibes.
0: (laughs) She does. But Mulder tells her that it's an alien autopsy film that he bought from a magazine ad. For $29.95.
1: Plus shipping.
0: Plus shipping. And then Scully says, this is even hokier than the one they aired on the Fox network. (laughs) It was very, (laughs) very meta gear. And you know what's funny is that, so that aired in like August.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And it was called um, Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction. And it was hosted by Jonathan Frakes. That makes sense. But it was like such a big hit that they aired it again in November. So... During this episode, they were getting ads for the alien autopsy. That's really funny. (laughs) We we are just breaking the meta. Like, real, like, blurring of, like, what is real, what is fake? That's actually,
1: like, great advertising. (laughs) Yeah, I think I found it on
0: archive.org, so I think I might watch the uh, alien documentary.
1: Oh, hell yeah. It is an hour, though.
0: like That's very long. long. I'll just put it on and just do something else, you know? (laughs) But Mulder's like, no, like, I don't think that's the case here, because I think the uh, that one was like had too many details that it was mm-hmm. uh, it was it was very obviously a
1: fraud because they were just trying to do too much. And this one doesn't have those kind of details. Right. It's like how the best lies are like really vague, because like if you get too detailed into the lie, then it becomes kind of obvious that you're lying. So if you Mm -hmm. like leave it, or like way easier to Mm -hmm. disprove, right? So if you leave it more vague, then like it leaves a lot of room for just whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But so she's like, so you think it's real because of that? And he's like,
0: well, that and the fact that they are gunmen killing these doctors. Well, they don't see them shooting; they just see the gunman, and then the tape cuts off. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, this is something to look into. Mulder is like wasting the FBI's time on like a hokey alien autopsy film i love him yeah we He's love such it an icon. waste the government's money he literally is like i don't have anything else to do i mean like what else is he gonna do like the only thing they do is just like aid and abet like white nationalist <laughs> and then like frame like depressed muslim teens for like terrorism <sighs> that's about it so this is a better use of their time yeah so they go to allentown pennsylvania to find the guy who sold them the film and so they walk in, and the back door was, has been busted open, and they find a man with his hands tied behind his back, with a pillowcase over his head, and it seems that he was shot. hmm And, but the body's still warm, and so they see somebody leaving the house, and so Mulder chases after him. And Mulder's very fast and very spry, and so Mulder catches up with the man, who is uh, a Japanese man, and the man does kick Mulder's ass. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he knocks the gun out of his hand, and he, like, kicks him and pushes him down. But then we see Mulder grab for an ankle holster where he has a second gun. He learned. This is the first uh, introduction of his second gun. <laughs> and, yeah, it was kind of a it was a joke on, like, the forums about how much Mulder loses his gun. <laughs> and so it's kind of a joke about how he always loses his gun and the fact that, like, eventually he would have gotten a second gun. <laughs> And so Muller captures the guy and takes him in to the police station. And then we're at the police station. It's very 90s. Oh, yeah. I don't know why it, it seems smoky in there, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. All the detectives are... It's, like, still smoking <laughs> indoors is a thing, like...
0: Yeah. It's just, like, so seedy and smoky and just, like, so dark. It's very nice. There's the no such thing as the a tobacco-free thing.
1: workplace yet.
0: <laughs>
1: and... The
0: man doesn't speak English so they're trying to get an interpreter and Scully's like I don't think the interpreter is showing up. I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah, it was like a big old miscommunication. Like it was multiple yeah. things. It's like either the interpreter doesn't exist or they got lost.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love her uh but they or they interpreted the directions wrong. And got lost. <laughs> yeah. Just really throwing this interpreter under the bus mm-hmm. just because you could speak a second language doesn't mean that you can give directions or understand directions, right? I can do neither, so. <laughs> and I love that Mulder <laughs> says, "Look at this—a beacon in the night." As Skinner walks down the hallway,
1: I know this is a good oh Skinner episode.
0: This is like he's he has big dick energy in this episode. Yeah, no,
1: for for sure.
0: And and Skinner's like, "Y'all caught a high-ranking diplomat." for japan like that's who y'all have like y'all are idiots
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like uh just let him go
0: <laughs> and, and he's like i'm here to stop an international incident it's like of course they're starting an international incident like this is what they love to do
1: <laughs> this is what Mulder's 30 bucks is getting him an international incident exactly who could have thought that a
0: magazine ad was so dangerous and and Skinner asks why they're there and Muller goes, oh, a video pri- piracy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. He has, like, no respect for his bosses. That's so
1: cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't either if I was in the FBI, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. they They just keep spying on him and, like, trying to get him killed. So, like, why would he respect them other right. than Skinner? Yeah. And then Skinner says, I suggest you keep your nose clean and head straight back to Washington Mulder before someone takes another swipe at it. <laughs> such a good line. That's such a good line.
1: Yep. I like. Yeah. I like how Skinner just like makes fun of Mulder for getting his ass kicked.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Mulder even admits to getting his ass kicked. Right. Um, and then, like, you know, Scully's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to give up on this? Which like the answer is no. Like, mm-hmm. we know Mulder. He's, he's, he's not going to give up on this because no. of this. And so he's like, look, I conveniently forgot to give them his briefcase. <laughs> so let's just take a little looky-loo and see what's in this man's briefcase. My God. <laughs> he's incredible. So many laws are being broken as we speak. So many. Like, oh my God. <laughs> he's the worst cop. And, <laughs> and they are f- satellite photos tracking a ship. And also a list of MUFON, MUFON members. Mufon, Mufon. So Mulder's like, well, you know, I'm going to be the the dutiful cop and go back to Washington like I was told. I'm going to be a good boy, as he says. <laughs> and he's going to go talk to the lone gunman. And Scully stays mm-hmm. in Allentown to talk to the Mufon members.
1: Mm-hmm. Scully stays doing the real work as always. Well, Mulder does go to find the ship. That's true. That's not nothing.
0: But <laughs> she she's having a more emotional experience. That's for true. sure. She did get the tougher one.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Um, even though Mulder does end up in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mulder goes to the Lone Gunman's lair, and it's so nice to see them again. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of suck that like they're hardly in this episode. Mm-hmm. This is their one scene. But it was nice. And also, what the hell was Frohicky wearing? I
1: love that vest. He looks so good. <laughs> it was like so fashion forward.
0: <laughs> it was it, it felt like he was like the the fifth ABBA member. Yeah,
1: I loved it. It was great. I think he pulled it off fantastically.
0: It was like this long sleeve purple shirt with like a furry vest. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. But they say that the ship is called the Talapus and that it was looking for a down Japanese sub with gold bullion and that it ended up in a naval shipyard in Virginia after going through the Panama Canal. And then we see the Japanese man from earlier who kicked Mulder's ass get into a limo <laughs> And then get garroted by a hired muscle of the syndicate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, his name is the red haired man. He doesn't, he doesn't have, have red, red hair. hair. It's brown. I don't know what they're doing.
1: That's like a weird name. It's... That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I kept having to
0: double check. I'm like, are y'all sure <laughs> this is his name? Also, I thought I saw him in another episode, but. Yeah, I did too. I don't think he's been in, in another. He, he just
1: seems very familiar. He just, I guess he just looks like. Of, like a a hitman dude you know like
0: yeah i think he's a character actor so i think he's been in a lot of stuff but nothing i like skimmed through his imdb page and nothing stood out to me yeah. like there were some shows i had watched but i just didn't i didn't think hey oh yeah it's him right but we have a we have a brief scene where scully goes to one of the mufon members the one that's circled on the sheet uh betsy hagopian and a woman recognizes her and calls one of her other friends and they're like, oh, she's one. And it's very spooky.
1: It's very spooky. They're like really freaking her out.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't really see like Scully this like rattled Yeah, ever. But then she she goes into, that's like a cut to commercial bit, which is irrelevant for us now. But it's a good like stinger for like going to commercial, you know? Yeah. But it's just funny that it's like, this means nothing to us anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Streaming is completely like, Gotten rid of the need for commercial cuts.
0: Yeah, I would. This would only matter if I was watching it on like uh, what's that like basic cable channel that runs it? I don't remember what it was. I, sometimes I see it when I'm like looking for football. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, the X Files, uh thriller or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and Scully goes into the house, and one of the women is calling somebody else, and is like, "Hey, everyone should come down here and talk to this woman. We've just freaked the fuck out." And Scully's very confused, and then they ask her, like, "Did you go missing last year?" And she's like, "Maybe."
1: <laughs> she like does not want to say yes. She like definitely wants like more information from them before she gives them anything. Exactly, herself.
0: and <laughs> and we also uh, have a scene where Mulder is at the shipyard looking for the Talipus, and he he gets he gets a weird runaround, not necessarily a runaround from this Navy guy, but like. This navy guy is like very clearly like doesn't know what the hell's happening. Right, he's giving like he's giving bad information to Mulder, but like because he has bad information, right?
1: Like it's definitely he's like he's like giving like the information that he has, but it's like not good, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Because he says the DEA, he says the DEA wouldn't let the ship dock because it went through Panama and they were concerned it picked up drugs, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they said the boat didn't land and it left. And Mulder's like, it couldn't have left. Like, they needed fuel. Like, right. They, they didn't have any fuel. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened then. And he's like, well, can you get their paperwork? And he's like, sure, it might take a while. And he's like, that's fine. And then, of course, he runs off. He just needed to distract the Navy guys so he could run off. And then we we get back to Scully, and she's surrounded by a lot of women. Mm-hmm. There are, like, I would say, like, 15 or so yeah. women in this uh, house. And Scully says she doesn't recognize them, but they're so certain that they recognize her. And she's really terrified. But what they're saying is having flashback, like having flashes for her where she seems to be remembering more about her abduction. And she is still very afraid to confront it. And she very much is like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, oh, yeah, trying so hard to just not acknowledge the fact that, like, that is a thing that happened to her. Right. And she tells him that she isn't ready to discuss it.
1: Yeah, Scully understandably has, like, some PTSD here, right? Like, she's Mm -hmm, not, mm -hmm. like, quite ready to deal with it yet. I think that's why, like, I don't know, Jillian's so good in the scene. Because you pick up on, like, Scully's uncomfortableness, like, so well. Because it's, like, she's just, like, not ready to confront this yet, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, she's almost being forced to by these women. Part of me wants like them to back off a little bit but
0: yeah but what i like about her performance in this these scenes too is that she has a vulnerability Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel out of control Mm -hmm. like she she still has that assertiveness Mm -hmm. and she still you know like does kind of assert herself and says like well what are y'all doing here like Mm -hmm. you know not letting them take control of the conversation necessarily. Right. She keeps asking questions. She keeps right. probing. But, but you definitely get that vulnerability from her. Mm-hmm. And it's very good. And the Navy guy returns and, well, there's God, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and we see him running off. Say that boy has run off. Look for clues. And, and he finds the ship. He finds a ship. And he's like, maybe this is it. And he just breaks into the ship. He's incredible, honestly. Like every his, like boneheaded decisions are like so he like comforting to me. I don't.
1: We should like. I. Don't, I wonder if this exists where there's like someone who has like watched a bunch of X Files episode and has like taken track of like how many crimes they commit because like Mulder's crime rate, like federal like felony offense crime rate in this episode is like really <laughs> high, really yeah. high. Yeah, he's. You can't just, like, break onto a ship like that, especially one that's in, like, a Coast Guard or a Navy, like, shipyard.
0: Yeah. he's He's gone rogue, but it's okay because he's going rogue against, like, evil people. So
1: yeah, we're
0: rooting for him because he is, like, you know, trying to... He's doing this to the government, so I feel like it barely counts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but he does find out the ship is a talapus because there's a coat on there and it says talapus in it. Uh, But before he can really look around too much, he hears people driving up and he jumps overboard.
1: (laughs) I would just like to say whenever he's like on the ship and he's like in the bathroom, you see a cameraman in the mirror behind him (laughs) for a second. And it like really freaked Mm -hmm. me out because like I thought that there was going to be someone on the ship to like attack him. But it was just like like, a a cameraman. Yeah. (laughs) In the mirror for a second. Um, I saw that on, like, the
0: Goose article on IMDb, but I didn't notice it. I didn't pick it up when I was watching. So.
1: Yeah, it was funny. Like, um, Raina and I both picked it up. We were, like, both like, wait, whoa. <laughs> For a second. Yeah. yeah. I would also like to say, like, David Duchovny does a really bad dive off of the He stunt. kind of belly flops. <laughs> yeah. Like, was he okay after <laughs> that? Because I know he did his own stunts during this episode, but mm-hmm. it's like, ouch.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, probably. He just, he has no grace
0: in the water. (laughs) You know what it was? He didn't have a Speedo to give him that confidence to Yeah, fast and and sure of swimming. Mm -hmm. And we get back to Scully talking to the women and, and she says, like, they say, or she kind of asked him, like, well, why do y'all remember this and I don't? And they're like, well, we've been taken way more than you. But she is getting some brief flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And, and they... Finally, they're kind of, You know, when she's in her the processes of getting information from them, they mention they're like, "Well, you have the mark, don't you?" And they all also had a chip in the back of their necks, like Scully did, and mm-hmm. that she got removed in the, the blessing way mm-hmm. or paperclip, whichever one she got it removed in those ups. And and she's like, "I have to leave," you know, like this is too much. But right. then they're like, "She's like, wait, where is Betsy? Like, right. <laughs> why are y'all all in her house?" <laughs> but yeah. And she said, they say, ah, they all have that look of like, you know. Yeah. Not good news.
1: Yeah. Like none of them want to say it. Yeah.
0: And they take Scully to the hospital and they tell her that Betsy has cancer. and, And they say that they all are dying and that they all will get cancer because of what they did to them. And it's like... I don't like where this is going, Mm-mm. gang. Mm-mm.
2: <laughs>
0: this is, but it, but I like, I will say that I like this setup. Like, obviously, I don't, there's something to be said about like, you know, torturing your main characters too much, you know, like yeah. putting so much strain on Scully as a person. But I think for everybody, there's a limit to like how much you can take of them like doing this kind of stuff to Scully, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for at least me, They haven't reached it yet. They will reach it eventually where I'm just like, y'all really need to stop. (laughs) But they're not at it yet. But I do like this setup of like, we're getting repercussions from the abduction. Like Mm -hmm. there's, this is, this is a mythology being built around this event and it really brings Scully into, it gives her something to do in the mythology other than just like tell Mulder it's swamp gas, right? Right. Because she, now she's invested in the mythology as well as Mulder.
1: Right, it's more personal. And so I do for think her. that's good.
0: Yeah, it's personal, and and and, and like her sister died, and yeah. she had something done to her, and she's really being driven in the same way that Mulder is to get answers, mm-hmm. and they find different answers frequently. But like, it is good to watch her get that.
1: Right, because it was personal from for Mulder from the beginning, but now it's personal for scully too and it's almost even more personal for scully because it like is her actual like physical being that is being manipulated mm-hmm. here whereas like you know Mulder, it was you know his sister and a lot of forces outside of himself
0: yeah and and it becomes more personal for Mulder via scully too mm-hmm. because he cares so much for her that in and of itself like he feels responsible right. he feels invested in figuring out what they did to her and how to stop right. it and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And Mulder has made it back onto land, but he's wet, <laughs> and he seems to have lost his coat because he did have that large trench coat when he jumped in the water, and it's no more, yeah. so he must have had to abandon the heavy. I can't imagine how heavy, heavy that coat. was after his was is And he finds these men, armed men, g- guarding a warehouse, and he looks through the window. There's men in hazard suits and some sort of craft, and so he's like, UFO, UFO. UFO Talibur's found a UFO. His <laughs> his his his, uh, his synapses are just lighting up. Like, uh, and they're all like,
1: yes! they're all screaming UFO. Exactly. He's
0: <laughs> he's found what he's been looking for. And Mulder returns to his apartment to find the door open, lights cut off,
2: mm-hmm, of apartment
0: rif- rifled through, and he's walking in there and he has his gun. And we just hear Skinner say, "You think they found what they were looking for?" As he's like. <laughs> Ominously sitting in the corner. (laughs) I love Skinner in this
1: episode.
0: He's so good. Also, uh, drink every time Skinner has a gun pointed at him in Mulder's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And Skinner tells Mulder the diplomat was found dead. And Mm -hmm. they're looking for the briefcase Mulder still. And he's like, oh, Scully Scully has has it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, you better find her. Skinner's so fucking over it. And then as he leaves, he says...
2: I hope you've got other names in your phone
0: book because I'm taking myself off the hook on this one.
2: You're on your own.
1: Right. Essentially just like in so many words saying, lose my number, bitch. <laughs> Basically, I do. I do really like how Skinner is like, I'm not fucking dealing with this. Like, this is a big, huge <laughs> mess. Like, I'm not going to be there to cover your ass this time. Like, I'm not putting my ass on the line right now for you. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. It's healthy boundaries.
0: Yeah, he's like, okay, on this one, I'm going to have to say no. No, yeah. I don't believe in this cause at all. You know, if you're trying to take her down with cigarette smoking, man, or, like, something more in my wheelhouse, I'm game, but for this, no. For I'm not getting involved in fucking international
1: relations. For a $29.95 alien autopsy <laughs> video, like, what the fuck? Plus shipping. <laughs> So Mulder goes to his other
0: confidant, Mm -hmm. Senator Matheson, who we haven't seen since Little Green Men.
1: Yeah, I thought Senator Matheson cut him off, was like, no, I can't help you anymore. I
0: think, you know what, I can really relate to Skinner and Matheson in this regard, where they just cannot let go of Mulder. Okay,
1: yeah. Every okay. time
0: you think you're out, he pulls you
1: back in. I guess, yeah, I was just confused. I was like, wait, Senator Matheson is still around? Because I thought it was like a pretty clear, like, we can't like do this anymore sort of thing. But it was kind of a nice nice throwback to earlier seasons. Yeah,
0: yeah well, even at the end of this episode, we also get a Matheson is out again, it seems. So there's at least that. And I will just say, he's not out either. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't escape him. And yeah, Mulder says, hey, what should I do? I'm in a real pickle here. And he's like, you should give up the briefcase. He's like, well, that would... you know what? That's a good idea, but that would Im- actually <laughs> implicate me in a murder. And I can't have a murder investigation while I am investigating stuff. And that if he did do that, they would have time to bury it. Mm -hmm. and the senator is like well you gotta know when you need to give up stuff and you are going to need to give up the briefcase right and matheson tells him and in my notes i have in quotes the truth you know because all these times every time these guys tell them something right it's it's dubious at best Mm -hmm. but matheson does say that the japanese men are on the film in the train car were murdered in knoxville tennessee mm-hmm. and he gave him the name of the scientist and he can't tell Mulder any more details because he says he doesn't know mm-hmm. but he does give Mulder this lead to look into the scientist which he does and we get glasses Mulder. and I, you know how that makes me feel i
1: knew you were gonna bring up glasses Mulder. i saw it and i was like oh that's such a good little nugget for shelby
0: He's so cute when he wears glasses. He looks so
1: studious. He looks better with glasses, I will say. He does. Yeah.
0: You you know, to quote Taylor Swift, he has that boyish look that I like in a van. (laughs) (laughs) And here's knocking and he goes to open the door in the scully and she's Mm -hmm. like why is the door locked it's like because he's watching
1: porn obviously (laughs) yeah he's trying to not have you just like walk in on that anymore you know he's trying to be respectful of that boundary
0: did you not see the sock on the door handle (laughs) uh but he says i have something to show you and i love this line of Mulder, do you have any idea where i've been and he just goes
1: allentown no what an ass
0: (laughs) I relate to that because I also like respond to like obvious questions with like really stupid answers accidentally. Like one time <laughs> in college, I was like at the bookstore and I was in line. I was buying my textbooks, you know, for like four hundred dollars or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And my sweet mate was like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And I said, "Buying textbooks <laughs> or something." And I, because I didn't just say what I was doing. Right. She was irritated because I just, I think she thought I was being like glib or something and I was like no I was just I was just answering honestly <laughs> and she tells him what she's learned about what the women told her and he says but well, you're okay aren't you Scully she says am I I don't know
1: right she kind it's of freaks out sad. a little bit yeah
0: she's freaked out and he he does his best his limited capacity to like be supportive of mm-hmm. like well I think we shouldn't jump to conclusions until we look at thing in your neck right right he's trying i mean he could have been more supportive but he's definitely trying he
1: definitely tried to comfort her and like kind of comfort and worry that it's just like well you know like check in check into the thing like we don't know what it is like like check it out before you decide to freak out type of thing yeah yeah for sure
0: and then she looks at the pictures he's looking at of the japanese scientist and she's like i know him and he's like i don't think you would Mm -hmm. because he's been dead since 1965 Mm -hmm. and she says no i recognize him Mm -hmm. and he's like well he was uh, in charge of this uh organization in japan during world war ii called 731 and it was essentially the japanese version of um the nazi scientists doing human experiments these were japanese scientists doing human experiments Mm -hmm. on prisoners of war and children um, doing very similar things of like frostbite, but also like exposing them to diseases. And, and radiation and just like truly,
1: truly horrible, inhumane things. Yeah, yeah. like live
0: vis- vivisections, Mulder right. says. And, and Mulder says like just like the Nazi counterparts, they were never charged. They were actually, in fact, brought to America to mm-hmm. bring what they knew and also to further the U.S.'s research into biological warfare. Right. Which they did. mm mm-hmm during the Korean War. Like, they yep. did biological warfare against the North Koreans. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's very much a line of, like, like, this is what it wrought. Like, this right. is, this is like, a scale that is sort of beyond our, our scope of, like, what we usually learn, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did note, I think on the Wikipedia page, it says the ones co- captured by the Soviets were tried for war crimes, so. Right, I mean, you know, yeah. They're <laughs> kind of takes the wind out of the sail of like well anybody else would have done the same thing as the u.s and it's like
2: no that's not
0: totally true no like sure other countries would have but not all countries right and also um the i forgot to mention that the episode's name nisei Mm -hmm. is from a japanese term yep and uh meaning second generation like with immigrants frequently yeah
1: so it's like Issei is going to be, like, uh, people who were born in Japan that emigrated to, U- like, more specifically, like, North and, and South America. And then, so, like, mm-hmm. Nisei are, are Issei's children. So, Nisei are our first generation born outside of Japan. Um, yeah, my great-grandparents were were Nisei. So, my grandma was Sansei, my dad Yonsei, and then my sister and I, Gosei. Oh. We're fifth generation, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like I I really like the name because I think it does kind of tie into this. You know, Mulder and Scully were both both born in the '60s, so in, mm-hmm. in some respects, you can I mean obviously they're not Japanese, but you can view them right. as like a second generation of like the first generation being like the participants of the of World War II. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the X Files, especially in the mythology in season three, is trying to disentangle like what exactly did we do. Right. in World War 2 and and I think Nisei or even like the second generation as far as like Mulder for sure Mulder because his father very much right. did the stuff during World right. War 2. Yeah. trying to uncover what happened. And so I I really like the title in this in that that notion of like Mulder's quest right. as a second generation right uh yeah
1: yeah i also yeah i also think it's just like interesting in general because like especially like there was like a really big like wave of immigration like out of japan in like the meiji era and so like a lot of nisei are going to be like people who were born like after like like 19 like 1900 like i don't remember the exact date so it's just like they are like a lot A lot of those people are like older and like would have been participants in World War II at the same time, Mm. like whether or not they were like, you know, interred in like internment camps or like whether or not they, you know, did whatever. Like, I think that's also interesting too. It's like, yeah, like Mulder and Scully kind of are this like second generation of their parents, but also like, it's also like everything's connected and like tied together i think mm-hmm. it's yeah i think mm-hmm. it's an interesting title
0: yeah and even even this episode doesn't get into it but it's a very good point right. about like the internment camps mm-hmm. and like a lot of that a lot of like the younger kids who ended up there mm-hmm. their parents were probably immigrants right a lot and of they were there Nisei, and, yeah, yeah it's, and very much like or even just like this very con- this conflict of like you know a lot of people who are from immigrants em- whose parents are immigrants, talk about mm-hmm. this idea of like feeling in this like in-between place, mm-hmm. you know, like being American, you know, probably not having much of an accent because they grew up in America and, right. and learned English at a very young age. Right. and But also like always having those reminders of knowing that they don't belong. In right? either place, yeah. And yeah, but of course, Big bring Mulder thinks that these scientists, when they got here, continued the nazis work of trying to make an alien human hybrid Mm -hmm. uh and that the u.s killed the scientists for this and Mm -hmm. he doesn't really give a satisfactory explanation of like why the u.s would kill these scientists right yeah at least
1: yeah Uh, yeah this is this is like one of those reasons where i think Mulder like kind of like uses the situation to fit his his end instead of like Scully yeah. kind of like sees the situation and like sees it more objectively. So Mulder's like, Oh, well it was obvious to do the human alien hybrid. And Scully's like, not to like jump ahead a little bit, but Scully's just like, no, mm-hmm. it was just evil human experimentation. Like,
0: that's yeah. All it yeah. Was. Like as Mulder's talking about this, she just says like, that's preposterous. Right. Like where's the evidence? We don't have proof. Mm-hmm. And, and he does, he does the very Mulder thing where he says like, after all you've seen, and he does move in closer, and I was like, "You're my brain is short circuiting." <laughs> I was like, "I can't handle this." <laughs> uh, little, little cute, little cute treat for me, thank you. <laughs> and and Scully says, "Believing's the easy part. I just need more than you. I need right. proof." Right. And he says, "You think believing is easy?" And this this is. This is, like, barely connected. I'm connecting dots that aren't there, but it very much reminded <laughs> me of the very iconic scene in Marshall Eagle where <laughs> where Philip is, like, distraught after killing people. Right. And and That's he just it. says, it's American. easier for you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you think it's easy for me? Oh, my God. What I do?
2: Oh, and oh I don't God. know. Like,
0: this just felt like it really meshed to me, you know? This idea that, like, they, they're both... People that fully understand their partner in like a way that mm-hmm. nobody else does. But I think sometimes they do have these connections where like they just have a disagreement. Like right. they just don't get each other in that moment. They're- I think for Scully here, she says, well, it's just easy for you to just jump to these wild conclusions. And he's like, do you think that's easy for me? Right. You know?
1: Yeah. It's it, It's like they even though they like understand each other on such a deep and like intimate level, like in both shows and in both cases, like they're still fundamentally different people. And I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great moment to show that. And I think that's really important to show in these sort of intense relationships that, like, they are still fundamentally, like, different people and, like, will experience mm-hmm. these things differently. And, like, that's okay. Neither one of them is wrong in that. They're both valid in that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Mulder mentions our, our secret
0: government railroad. <laughs> and, you know, the people that critique the X-Files do have a point because I was, like, for a brief moment, I was like, wait, do we have secret railroad?
1: Of course we do. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. But, like, I did have to look it up. And I'm mm-hmm. like... Because then I was like, wait, are we, like, testing? Are we doing experiments on people? And, like, the answer is kind of yes, right? Like, not to this scale, but, like, later in the... Uh, actually, in the next episode when Scully mentions the uh, Clinton's apology for mm-hmm. people who had radiation testing. Like, right. they took people that were, like, end of life, like, mm-hmm. um were dying, and they, like, injected them with plutonium. Right. And it's just, like... Yes, like, at this scale, it probably is, like, a massive scale, it probably isn't happening. But, like, it's naive to think that, like, our government isn't doing stuff. Right.
1: I mean, it's it's happened multiple instances before. Like, that's not, like, the only instance of the U.S. government, like, mm-hmm. doing human experiments. Like, And then we have Scully takes the chip to a lab tech, Andrew, Agent Pendrel,
0: who I love. He's so cute. And, and it's uh, looking at it. And and he's like oh it's a microchip but she says so you're saying this is man-made and he says what else would it be (laughs) (laughs) i love that scene yeah so Mulder is at a train yard in west virginia he's wearing his leather jacket get up that's that's when you know he's gonna start shit
2: Mm -hmm.
0: is when he's got his uh his hot sexy spy and gear on and he's got his binoculars and he's, he's running around he's running around on the roof, looking at him go. He's uh. such a bad spy. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth would kill him and no time falls. <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely. He should have been killed like multiple times in this episode, to be honest. Like
0: <laughs> Yes. He can't keep getting away with it. Except he can. Yeah. And he sees the train that he's been tracking and he sees someone. Get loaded into it from a van and it looks like an alien, but they're in a hazmat suit and they get loaded into the train car and the men unloading the person are, are Japanese because of course like that's the connecting factor right. in this also like i I was like I forgot to look it up, but I wanted to be like what is like the Japanese equivalent of the CIA you know
1: I don't know but I'm, I mean
0: <laughs> they seem to be I mean the, the guys seem to be because I mean frequently
1: I was about to say RCIA um, because let's, let's be honest here.
0: Yeah, same. Their loan like it's They're a the, loaner. Program. It's the same, same thing that we we just send our most alcoholic, like, incompetent employees there or something.
1: I mean, we were the occupied <laughs> government in Japan immediately yeah. post war, so yeah.
0: And and then of course, like the CIA has very tight ties with the anti communist in Japan i.e they were paying them
1: right yeah no like it's the whole like you know we mentioned it earlier like the korean war and stuff like that but like the whole focus of the united states and japan like immediately post-world war ii and even like during world war ii was just anti-communism like being anti-communist like that is like such a huge part of like these two countries histories like for most of like pretty much the entirety of the 20th century Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, so Mulder's lurking, and the
0: men leave, mm-hmm. and the train takes off, and he's like, fuck, I gotta get on that train.
1: I, I love the train ticket lady, who, she? he's like, where's the train? She's like, it just left the station. He's like, can I get on it? And she's like, no, it just left the station. <laughs> Queen, yes. I love her.
0: She's like, I'm over this. <laughs> she wants...
1: <laughs> and Scully's watching
0: Mulder's tape, and she confirms that the man on it is Ishimaru, the man she mm-hmm. recognized, and is also the one from 731. So we're very much making the connections of like this Japanese scientist involved in doing like very awful things. War crimes, yeah. Is in America under a different and, name. And and is somehow tied to Scully's abduction because mm-hmm. that's where she recognizes him from. Mm-hmm. And Mulder's driving to I wrote Ohio. I'm pretty sure it was Ohio. I think you said right outside Cincinnati or something. And the train is going to Vancouver, which I found funny because I like, yeah. whenever you read the goofs page, they're always like, all of these trains are Canadian. Like, yeah. It's like, yes. <laughs> they have to be. So I wonder if it was like a comment of like, yeah, this is why the train's Canadian. <laughs> it's going to Canada. Exactly. It's going to Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. And we see the red-haired man, the syndicate guy, um, murder someone. Um, who was supposed to be on the getting on the train with Ishimaru. And then Scully goes to her apartment and she's met by X and he's like, Mulder's in danger And it's like when is he not in danger? But thank mm-hmm. you And she calls Mulder and tells him not to get on the train and he's just like I have to It's like I have she's to like, jump on
1: this moving train
0: don't get on the train Mulder and he's like I have to and he jumps on the train of course and then
1: immediately loses his phone uh, yeah I like how he thinks he can jump on this train with his cell phone in his hand and like not break and or lose his phone he looks so shocked <laughs> when it like slides off yeah. the edge of the yeah train. <laughs> I just it's also just like why I mean I know why Mulder has to jump on top of the train but what is it about men and like wanting to jump on top of moving trains <laughs>
0: I have no clue. <laughs> I have no interest in it. I can just Neither picture myself I. missing and just falling it's off. Extremely dangerous. Just, like, not even dying, just eating shit. Right. You know? Yeah. Breaking a leg or something. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, uh, David Duchovny did this. He jumped yeah. onto the
1: train. Yeah, I knew I yeah, I, I I saw he did his own. I like looked at the Wikipedia article, and they're like, yeah, he did his own stunts, and that's when I was like, oh, that explains why that dive was so bad because it wasn't like a professional stuntman like diving into the water. Yeah. Oh, I have a great quote for this episode that I think describes like the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. At one point, Scully gets frustrated with Mulder. And she says, she tells him to, like, let it go. And he just says, I can't. And it's like, yep, that's the show.
0: <laughs> that's the show. That's his problem. That's his chief problem. And so um, so Mulder jumping on a train was part of the stunt was performed by the actor himself. Mm-hmm. I'm not a guy that says I have to do all my stunts. I'm just the guy that says, is it going to look better if you see my face, company says? If it doesn't matter, then I'll let some other guy hurt himself for sure. <laughs> That is so David
2: Duchovny. I was like, that's
1: very David Duchovny. (laughs) He's just like, I want people to see my handsome face. I look good doing it. No, then who cares? Yes, then okay, I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) He's like not fully a Tom Cruise where he has to do every single stunt himself, but almost. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And now we are talking about 731, which aired December 1st, 1995. And it was written by Frank Spotnitz and directed by Rob Bowman. Uh, you'll, you'll hear Frank Spott and it's his name more because he very much takes on the mythology role with Chris Carter. Like going forward, the mythology is very much uh, Chris Carter and Frank Spott. It's his baby. Mm-hmm. But he does write other episodes. I think he writes some alone, but frequently it's like him. It's like him and Vince Gilligan and somebody else. Maybe it's Thomas Schnauz. Anyway, so the plot of this episode is that Mulder jumps onto a train to find out what's in the train car, because this this man cannot let anything go, uh, where he almost gets killed by a, quote, NSA agent. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Scully goes to West Virginia to a Hansen disease research facility to find out Ishimaru was doing experiments on humans as she meets one of the syndicate members, the First Elder. Mulder gets stuck in the train car with the NSA agent and another person on it, plus a bomb. In the end... He gets his ass rescued by X, of course. Yep. so the uh, the teaser is in Perky, West Virginia, and we see a military convoy with like the big trucks break through a grate that is labeled Hansen's Disease Research Facility. And we see the next scene mostly through a crack in the floorboards, like there's mm-hmm. some sort of cellar that people are hiding in. And they see these people in hospital gowns being rounded up. And the man in the foreboards gets out, looks outside to kind of follow the scene. And so what we're watching this unfold through his eyes, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he follows them to the forest. And we see these people get lined up and shot and put into a mass grave. And it's it's very fucked up and it's very heavy. It is a very heavy opening. And there is an argument to be made that they do not have the range for this. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought, I mean, it's very sad and I, I don't think it's like hokey or poorly done and like in poor taste or anything, but it right. is, is, I think it's mostly just interesting that they are trying to tackle this when they have so much other stuff going on, you right. know, like you're yeah. making 24 episodes a season. Like there's something to be said about like, maybe you don't have the time or the energy to <laughs> tackle this. Yeah, But I say all that I still love these episodes so that's not necessarily a concern for me but I felt obligated to at least acknowledge that right
1: yeah no I agree yeah
0: and we get the credits and we get a new tagline and I love the new tagline and it says apology is policy
1: it's like yeah it is Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) so true (laughs) I love the like the like acid in like Scully's tone whenever she like says that later, like I like that, like mm-hmm. that is like coming from Scully, like it's yeah. just the like disgust in her voice. It's so good. Totally.
0: When we see Mulder immediately lose his phone after jumping on the stupid train,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I uh, my notes say that's my dumbass. And yes, he's walking on top of a train. <laughs> he's just vibing, but it's very cinematic. Like this really pushes mm-hmm. the boundaries of like what TV can be. Especially back in the day when they had 24 episodes a season. And it's like, it very much feels like they're going right up to their budget.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Some of these, like, helicopter shots. It's great. Yeah.
0: I think they really pull it off. I think I think that's what the X-Files is it's so astonishing about the X-Files, is that, like, they very much, like, wanted to challenge, like, what TV could do. And I think some of the big budget stuff is more common now, I guess. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, you have game of thrones so had like a billion dollar budget or whatever the hell
1: and had like the longest battle scene ever recorded in a piece of media that no one could see because the lighting was so low
0: <laughs> that's the
1: x Files' problem sometimes too <laughs> right but i feel like it was just like really excessive with game of thrones it's like yeah first off does this battle need to be this long a and then b no one could see it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I hate when they, like, try to
0: do it, like, low-light stuff for, like, a, a choice. And right. I'm, I'm just like...
1: If it serves the story... Oh, if I can't see anything... Great. If it doesn't, not great.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, so we cut back to Scully talking to X, and she says, I want to know what's on the train. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, sorry, I can't help. It's too late. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> and she goes to pull her gun on him, and he immediately grabs it and just says, like, no girl you don't know what you're doing (laughs) yeah uh and and he very he tells scully if she wants to know what's on the train who killed her sister she needs to find out what they put in her neck Mm -hmm. and this is a technique like a storytelling technique the x-files does a lot and i think for now it works right like it very much feels like there is an answer right that like can be found (laughs) yeah but uh, there are points later where it wears out it's welcome and it's like no, just, we're just not, you. Right, you're not gonna tell us anything. I feel like, like this doesn't mean anything. Right,
1: I feel like later on it's like they don't know the answer, so they can't give us yeah. the answer because they don't know it themselves, and that's different yeah. than knowing the answer but not letting your character know it yet. Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: but I think it really works in this episode. So there's that because we do get some answers. I think we get we get a version of a story. Right. We get actually two versions of a story essentially. Mm-hmm. We get Mulder's idea of what happened in Scully's, mm-hmm. and so Mulder gets on the train, and but the car he needs access as a keypad, so he can't do it. But he finds the conductor and he's like, "Hey, can you open this door?" And he's like, "No, I can't. I don't have access."
1: Right. The door also has like quarantine on it in like big red letters.
0: <laughs> that's, that's never gonna stop Mulder. Oh, God. <laughs> the the conductor tells him that there's a doctor on board named Shirozama, and he has a very I guess Canadian accent. Zama. Shiro Zama. (laughs) And the doctor isn't in his sleeper cabin, but he finds, Mulder finds his briefcase and he gives it to the conductor and he's like, can you hold this for me? And he also gives him his spare gun, the holster, but he does uh, take out the the magazine first. This whole and the
1: one in the chamber which most people forget. This whole thing like okay, this whole like scene where like Mulder deputizes this conductor, like it's just like batshit crazy to me. Like what the <laughs> hell? Like why is this conductor going along with this dude? He didn't even look at like Mulder's badge or anything. This dude just like walks <laughs> up and is like, "I'm a federal agent and let me into this dude's cabin." And all of this other half stuff the, and have to battle his confidence. I mean, it's good that he takes the bullets out of the gun, but like still gives him a gun. Well, he was going to give him a gun with bullets, and then the conductor said he'd never used a gun before. So then Mulder took out the bullets. And it's like, <laughs> "Wait, you were just going to give him a fully loaded gun?" Mulder is like so unhinged right now.
0: He really is.
1: He's and not thinking. The,
0: the conductor's very game to like help the police. Yeah. But he probably shouldn't be. He probably no. should like take another look at Mulder's badge and be like, oh wait. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> and so Scully and Pendrel, we're back to Scully and Pendrel looking at the chip. Mm-hmm. And he says, like the chip seems to influence memory or keeping track of thoughts or something. It's honestly mm-hmm. kind of unclear exactly what they think the chip is doing.
1: Uh it's like recording thoughts.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought that, but like the way he phrased it first, I thought it was like also influencing our memories to like suppress them, right? I think,
1: I think so too. It's like it's like I think it's doing both. What they intended, yeah, was that it is like suppressing memories, but you can also get like other data from it too. Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
0: And he he finds like the chip manufacturer and that leads him into like where these ships were sent. Mm-hmm. And he, he can only really find it one place and he finds Shirozama's name from the train and perky west virginia being it being sent to perky west virginia which was from the cold open Mm -hmm. but we have the very cute scene where like pendril does all this and scully like puts her arm on puts her hand on
1: his arm he's like thank you and she's like good
0: job good job (laughs) and she said like keep it up and he's like keep it up yourself and she just kind of like looks at him and then like leaves
1: it's so cute he like is so cute he put in so much work for her too though like he really he did really did like a shit ton of work like he was super helpful
0: and he, he even referenced that he showed it to some of his tech head friends i know <laughs> he's such a very specific type of dude that like yeah <laughs> i think still exists but like is more grating now you know what oh, i mean absolutely. like this kind of guy yeah is like into bitcoin Ugh. and like just is a nightmare to talk to But in this period of time, like he was still like cute and nerdy, yeah, like this kind of type,
1: right? Yeah, no, I agree with you.
0: He very clearly has a crush on Scully, and she seems Mm -hmm. to be completely oblivious to it. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. But like, of course, why wouldn't every single person in the
1: FBI have a crush on Scully? It's so relatable. Yeah, and then they see her with
0: Mulder, and they're like, "Really, him?" (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good question. (laughs) But also Penrill calls himself a doof and I think that's so cute. Mm-hmm. And we see Shirozama on the train and he gets chased by the redhead man and killed. Of course. R.I.P. No, naturally don't not rest actually, in Yeah,
1: no. R.I.P.
0: rested piss.
1: You should you have been killed a long time ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope you answer for your crimes wherever you are. Scully goes to West Virginia to follow the lead and she goes to this Hanson facility and it's night and she's she sees some men running and she's like wait, hold on, hold on. And she's walking around and she sees the trap door because it's very obvious because there's like fishing line. Mm-hmm. And so it's very obvious that it's a trap door. So she opens it and they're um, been in there with like scabs all over their faces because Hansen's disease is leprosy, mm-hmm. the more common name for it. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but I think it's like an estimated 200 cases a year of leprosy happen in the U.S. Yeah. Still, it still
1: happens. Um, It's yeah, ex- it still exists. It's very treatable now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't
0: realize it had such a long incubation time. It can take Mm -hmm. like up to five years to show up.
1: Yeah. That's why like leper colonies were like such a big deal um, because like it was highly contagious and also like could be dormant for so long. Mm -hmm. And Mulder's just
0: chilling on the damn train, but he finds Shirozama's body. Yep. (laughs) And I love that there's like a a mother and son walking by. (laughs) She like screams. She screams and Walter's like, oh, he's just nauseous. He just has some emotions like this.
1: (laughs) She's like, that man is dead. And he's like, no, he's not. Just go to a different bathroom.
0: (laughs) He's not just bleeding from his neck or anything. These aren't
1: laceration wounds.
0: (laughs) But then we go back to kind of cutting back and forth. uh, Scully's meeting with the lepers at the leper colony. And mm-hmm. this dude is like telling Scully like this truly fantastical series of events, Yeah. and she's so confused, and he's yeah. also confused yeah. why she's confused. Yeah, and it's just such a like I think it really works as a scene, but it's so weird that she's just like, you know, we're it's a It's She's like, why are y'all here? Like, it's treatable, right? She's and, like, it's she's like treatable disease, and he's just like, we were the last ones, and she's like,
1: but okay, but like it's treatable. <laughs>
0: why are y'all here and he's like we've been here our whole lives like like to him it was like this is his entire life and this idea that like people were going out and like did not even have like the foggiest clue that he existed or like this even existed you know yeah i think that's like what this season of the x-files like the mythology does really well that it kind of spots like this kind of like this hidden hidden within reality like not reality but like hidden in plain sight kind of Mm -hmm. truth like some of our most vulnerable people like the the, like lepers or like homeless or anything like these people are just Mm -hmm. like so unseen and like what was done to them is so unspoken of right and and it's just it's there like it's it's Mm not i mean it's sort of
1: hidden but it's not that hidden (laughs) it's not really i mean there's like a lot of like documented history in the united states of testing on homeless and mentally unfit mm-hmm. quote-unquote people right. and just awful awful things
0: and and it is just like and I, I don't know i think that's what i really like about the x-files is that it it sort of challenges us and and i think we can talk about this more later when it gets a little bit more relevant but like it is like why would you trust the
2: government
1: right and i think too for its time like it definitely challenged like with like wikipedia and the internet and stuff that we have now like Mm -hmm. this information is like much more readily available to us to like investigate and look up ourselves but like definitely like in the 90s it was still like a lot of people didn't know about these things because why would they because they weren't taught it in school and it's not going to show up like at a public library resource you know like it's this you know
0: and like honestly like this idea that like you have to look into this stuff yourself Mm -hmm. like only feeds conspiracy theories more like one of the one of the biggest thing that like anti-vaxxers and like qanon people say is do your own research right Right. and and like it's not real research it's just like reading opinions of people (laughs) and like a very skewed idea of like what the truth is but like it's like this is what hiding secrets gets you yeah The, the people think that it's research they personally need to do like there's not accepted fact or like that like everything's hidden from you like that the mm-hmm. truth is hidden and the truth has to be found
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she's talking to this guy and he's like you know since the death squads the death squads and she's like what death squads <laughs> he's like you know <laughs> and he's like the death squads he's like oh i thought you were a member the death squads that's why we were hiding
1: <laughs> yeah we thought you were just a death squad lady
0: she does she look like she belongs in a death squad? No. And, but he takes her to the mass graves and,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, he, you know, he tells her more about them. And like, he says that like, there are people brought here kept separate from them. So there are like mm-hmm. the lepers and then there are the other people. So it's very much like this is used for a cover for these human experiments Zama was doing or Ishimaru. Right. It's the same guy, but yeah. And Andy says like they were experimented on and they came back with burns. And the people in the mass graves, like similar to the peop the person in the train, it's it's interesting that they have this sort of human alien physiology, like mm-hmm. because it leaves that ambiguity. Like Scully mm-hmm. sees them and she says, They're barely recognizable as human, but they are human. And right. Mulder sees and he says alien human hybrid, right? Right. And so there is a an ambiguity in like what these people right. are.
1: Yeah. It's like they both have their idea of like what is going on but you we can't definitively say that one is right over the other still like Mm -hmm. there is still that like ambiguity there Mm -hmm.
0: and there's a helicopter and they run and these men come and they surround her and then we hear a gunshot and we're to take that the other man was killed right presumably for telling scully all this and Mulder catches up with the conductor and gives him more instructions (laughs) and he says like don't stop the train Found Zama's mm. body, he's dead. And it's murder on the Orient Express up here. Yep,
1: that's uh, he's, we he's
0: like, can't stop this train, we gotta find this murderer. He's on the train somewhere. Uh, so he's uh, Mulder is an Ag- Agatha Christie uh, protagonist now. Yep, basically. <laughs> he's like, I gotta find this murderer. And he goes back to the train car that he has investigating, and he finds that the door's open. And he goes in, and it's dark. And he sees the room in the back, and there's like a little pinhole in the corner, so you can see into it, barely. And so we see the person back there, and they look very similar to the people in the mass graves. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the people that uh, Ishimaru experimented on. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Muller gets uh, jumped.
2: Yeah.
1: Gets his ass kicked again. He-
0: yes, I guess. Again, again. again. And he uh, he starts getting garroted. <laughs> And the conductor comes in with his empty-ass gun and he's like, Stop. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like, Okay. That okay.
1: is like how annoying I found like and like Batch It Crazy I found like Mulder deputizing this conductor. Like that was like kind of a little bit nice of dramatic tension. Like we know the conductor's <laughs> gun is empty, but this supposed NSA guy doesn't. hmm As
0: the man starts to move towards the conductor, the conductor leaves and closes the door and locks him in there. Yeah. And then Mulder, that gives Mulder enough time to pull his actually loaded gun onto the mm-hmm. the guy, and he says that he's NSA and that there's a bomb on board. And he said that Ishimaru couldn't get the person out, and so he's content to kill him. And Mulder doesn't question why an NSA agent is like, right. concerned with it. Like, why is this an NSA? Agent? Like, why not CIA or FBI or right. something else? You know? Yeah. And then we have Scully. After being captured by the man, is taken to meet with a syndicate member. Uh, he has like a lot of names. Uh, apparently, he's called the First Elder. I'd never call him that. I think of him as like the gruff voice man. Yeah, but on his Wikipedia page, it's also the well fed man, which I don't think is a good name. No, and that also it says the sense. Italian man, and I'm like, how is that man Italian?
1: <laughs> he kind of has has like a mafia esque vibe to him, but it's like I guess literally so. just I a think vibe. It's the voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a vibe. It's nothing like, that's not based in anything else. Yeah. So I just call him the gruff voice man most of the time.
0: Mm -hmm. Or the syndicate member that isn't the well-manicured man or a cigarette smoking man. Right. I do like how they have these weird monikers, right? Yeah. The red-haired man, the cigarette smoking man, etc. But she goes to meet him and he says that they, you know what? They caught him. They did bring those Japanese scientists over to continue to do experiments here. But that Ishimaru went rogue and stopped telling them about his findings. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like he was very much trying to send the research back to Japan. And he's like, I have somewhere to show you. And so they go off and do whatever. Mm -hmm. And we're back with Mulder. And he's talking to the NSAI. (laughs) And he's like, I don't believe you that there's a a bomb on board. He's Like, well, you're finding you're doing a hell of a way uh, to find out if there's a bomb on board. And right. that's one of my favorite things is like when people interact with Mulder and they like haven't judged how unhinged he is. Right. And then they find out how unhinged they, he is and they're like I need to get out of this situation immediately.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like this dude is actually like really good at his job. Compared like he's actually like <laughs> doing really well in this situation actually.
0: Yeah, dealing with Mulder is an ordeal that few oh, yeah. can put up with.
1: Oh, and this guy hates it.
0: Yeah. And so he's like, give me the key card. Give me the code. I'm going to get us out of here. And he's like, the bomb will probably go off. And he's like, I don't care. Just give me the fucking code. But before Mulder can finish entering the code, the guy's phone rings and it scares <laughs> the crap out of both of them.
1: Can't be Mulder. It's mom.
0: for <laughs> he-, he lost it. And it's for Mulder. And the syndicate guy is like, OK, here's here's the phone for you. And he gives it to Scully. And so Scully... I love how, like, they know. They're like, if I tell Mulder this, he's not going to believe me. We need to get Scully to tell him this. Right. He probably yeah. still won't believe it, but we have a better chance. Right. He will not yell at us. Yeah. <laughs> and so Scully tells Mulder what she's learned, what the the um, the um first elder told her, mm-hmm. that Ishimaru is experiment time people and that she's he took her to a train car that is identical to the one Mulder's in, and it's like an operating bay and, you know stuff like that. And she says like this is where yeah. I was experimented on. And it's like yeah. This is the answer she's looked for. Like who did this? Ishimaru. And and I I do like this cut to the Like, the gruff man, when she says, like, this is where they put the chip in my neck, he kind of, like, side eyes. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a a clue to us as the audience that, like, we're not supposed to believe the story that Scully's telling that she's been told, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that was, like, i read too much into that or not, but that's that was my impression of what what that cut was supposed to do. Beyond that cut, like... This does give us probably the most logical explanation Scully's ever given in a mythology episode.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's the most logical explanation for a mythology episode, I feel like, period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She says the alien abductions are cover for our government experimenting
0: on people. Mm -hmm. And what Mulder saw in the warehouse wasn't a UFO. It was a nuclear Russian sub. And so she says, like, this whole alien abduction nonsense... It's just them covering up for the fact that the U.S. government has been experimenting on its own citizens, Mm -hmm. on the homeless, on people who are uh, mentally ill, uh, on, like, people of color, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, another thing is that the U.S. government up until, like, the 70s was sterilizing women.
2: Right. um,
0: Especially, like, Native women and and Mm -hmm. Black women and stuff. And so, like, in our world, like... Scully's argument makes perfect sense, like, yeah. that this is what's happening. But it's the oh, X-Files yeah. world, so we know it's not true. <laughs> Which kind of is a bummer. Kind
1: of a bummer. Um, It is kind of a bummer, because I think it's honestly a better explanation than just aliens. Like, I think, I don't yeah. know, I think it's more complex and interesting than just aliens. Yeah,
0: totally. And there's a great shot where, like, uh the gruff man is, like, sid- standing in, like, the other, because the train car is kind of partitioned, and he's in the side, mm-hmm. and it's, like, a straight shot of him, pure white just like everything's white it's I think it's a really stunning shot I really liked it but she says that the bomb will expose people to hemorrhagic fever mm-hmm. in in one of the books I read uh, Rob Bowman talked about how in this scene he shot Mulder with a hand a steadicam mm-hmm. and and he's kind of like off kilter in the frame mm-hmm. um, to kind of reflect the fact that like he's paranoid he has somebody else in the car with him that he doesn't trust yeah, And he's jumpy and he's unsure of what's happening. But with Scully, he shot her in the center with a dolly. Mm-hmm. And so it's very steady. She's very assured of what she's saying. It's the truth. Right. Yeah. And she tells him where to find the bomb. And they find the bomb and they're like, OK, he wasn't lying. There is a bomb on this train.
1: <laughs> they have like an hour and 45 minutes, though. Yeah. I was like, they oh, do. That's a it's good not... chunk of time. Yeah. And and she's like,
0: "Okay, Mulder, like you need to stop at the next station. We need to get everybody off. We need to disable the bomb." And he's like, ah, "You're breaking up. Sorry, I can't hear you." Turns the phone off. <laughs> asshole. That brat.
1: <laughs> but for real though, he she's like, "We need to get you off this train. There's a bomb on it." And he's like, mm, "No." And it's like, "Dude." No. Like, "So what? So we can get a bomb squad out there." It's like she's actually very like reasonable about this
0: she is and i don't think it's a bad idea but i think with Mulder's like oh it, i don't think his impulse it, is wrong either no like
1: Mulder <laughs> thinks like as soon as we like stop the train and let like government people on here they're gonna take everything and we're not gonna have anything right it yeah. makes sense of why he does that it still is just kind of like dude <sighs> yeah crinkling the like plastic
0: <laughs> you're breaking out He could have just told scully this yeah And Mulder tells the conductor to tell the engineer to leave them in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. And Mulder puts his faith in the power of the idea that those in power would be desperate enough to find them via satellite. Mm -hmm. So they get left behind in nowhere, Iowa. Yep. Uh, Also, sometimes they just like don't even bother to make it not look like Vancouver. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's just, there's like very clearly mountains. <laughs> I was pretty
1: flat from what I
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I've never been there, but I've been to Kansas. And to me, Iowa and Kansas are the same thing.
1: I mean, it's definitely uh, a part of the Great Plains. So.
0: But he finally calls Scully back. And the first thing he does is make a quip. But it's a good quip. He says, Scully, let me tell you. You haven't seen America till you've seen it from a train. <laughs> That's also my Twitter bio, and it has been for months, because that line cracks me up every time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he says that, and she immediately says, damn it, Mulder! Which yep. you will recognize from the Mulder rating. It's that one. It's that one. It's that damn it, Mulder. But... <laughs> It's just so funny. It's them. That's their relationship. That's it. That's the show. He's gotten in, he's gotten into a mess and he calls Scully and he just does some quip and she's like, "We need to get you off that damn train."
1: Like he gives her a quip and she's like, "Fuck you, buddy."
0: <laughs> exactly. And he's like, "They'll find me." And and He's pretty relaxed about this whole situation. (laughs) And Scully, believing that the bomb will release hemorrhagic fever, she says, if I'm right, they're not going to want to find you. But you don't think I'm right, do you? And he kind of pauses. (laughs) And he's like...
2: "Mm, No No
0: comment.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a very married person moment. Like, whenever you, like, don't think the other person is right. Mm -hmm. But you also can't just, like outright say that they're wrong (laughs) right so you just don't say anything and it's like all right i know you think i'm wrong but i think i'm right so
0: (laughs) yes like this is this is not the first time they've had this conversation
1: exactly yeah
0: (laughs) and the bomb clock is at 40 minutes and Mulder Mulder's face starts to wane he says they're not coming are they (laughs) i've stuck us in the middle of nowhere with a bomb and i'm just gonna die here aren't i (laughs) yep And the guy is like, you know, mouthing off to Mulder and Mulder's like, you know, getting shot in the stomach hurts a lot. It's a very painful way to die and it's very slow. And when I miss, I tend to aim Miss low. So he started to shoot this guy in the stomach and or dick, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that was the implication is like, I'm going to shoot you in the abdomen, but I also might hit your penis. I don't know.
0: (laughs) And so he's just like, tell me what that person in the back is, right? And he's like, Mm-mm. and he's like we're both gonna die what, what's it worth to you like just yeah. tell me i need to know before we die and he says it's a weapon and they found a way to make people immune to radiation diseases etc and that ishimaru was trying to return the person to japan for them instead of the u.s government mm-hmm. which i feel like isn't thinking it through well enough because like japan does have such close ties to the u.s government right like we have bases there, you know. I don't know yeah. how much you could keep this secret, secret. Right. And then we have Scully, stressed out of her mind. She returns to Mulder's place, and the first thing she does is like calls into her Matheson's office, and they say he's busy. She puts the tape up to f- try to contact X, and then she watches the tape that Mulder bought the alien right. autopsy. <laughs> She's just like, I need to find out how to figure out how to save my stupid partner. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and she calls Mulder because she, as she's watching the autopsy, she realizes she can see the code he enters to leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like how Mulder's like, "Oh, that's where you know him from." Is my alien autopsy video? And she's like, "No, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> and he says,
2: "You mean I might get my twenty nine ninety five five's worth after all?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude! For once, an impulse buy to save <laughs> someone's life. <laughs>
1: but also endangered it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. And she gives him the code and she he enters it. It's very triumphant. And then immediately the NSA agent had been using that time to, he was just biding his time. Yep. And so he kicks Mulder's ass. Right. This is yep. the third time in the, these two partners that he's <laughs> had his ass kicked. Yep. Incredible. We're, we're setting a, a, very, a very brisk pace here. Yep. But as the NSA guy leaves, he gets shot, and a man comes in, and he grabs Mulder, and it's X!
1: Yep, and X is like, gotta save this idiot. X is not happy to be there.
0: He has 48 seconds, he's like, do I shave the person in the back, do I save Mulder? And he's like, I'll save Mulder, I guess.
1: He does think about it, though.
0: He does, it does, it does require some brain thought. Yeah, he
1: does almost not save Mulder, which, honestly, there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He runs out and the train blows up. And it was a real train they blew up. They bought it. It was like damaged, so they got it pretty cheap from the railroad. Right. And they set up seven cameras and they just blew this
1: thing I mean up. They only have one shot to blow up the train, so you might as well yeah, try to exactly. get it from as many angles as you can.
0: And I think they damaged two of the cameras. That makes sense. I don't know in this scene, but I think in t- they damaged them at some point in these episodes. Rob Bowman did. So the train they blew up had this bell on it and the I think the um the stunt coordinator or or s- somebody involved with uh, that stuff found the bell and polished it up and gave it to Rob Bowman as a gift. Oh, that's actually
1: <laughs> really cool. It's
0: really cute. Yeah, and also in regards to X saving Boulder's life, Chris Carter had had this to say, and he said. Chris Carter cheekily said, it's clear that sometimes there are characters that need to bear the burden of exposition as the deus ex machna. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is kind of like a, a cop-out for X to save Mulder's life, but I think yeah. it makes sense as the story. Like,
1: I mean, how else was he going to get out of that situation? <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, also, it um, it, I think it works because I think X does have a certain level of fondness for... Malter. yeah <laughs> so she would be low to admit it
1: yeah for sure um i was gonna say i don't know if you noticed but like the exit code had 1013 in it oh did it yes i was like wait <laughs> what was this code is chris carter gonna do that i was like i'm pretty sure this is 1013 in some form because it's like 101331 is the exit <laughs> code and i'm like that's 1013
0: yeah <laughs> There's also a, another reference that I didn't pick up on, but I read on—I uh, think IMDb—that one of the train because the train car had a, a digit on the top of it, mm-hmm. and I think the first one that, it changed numbers, but the first one was like eight twenty-five ninety or eight twenty-three ninety-five, I think. Uh, but it was the it was Chris Carter's directorial debut with uh, oh. Dwayne Barry. Oh, okay. So I think it was a reference to that, or maybe it was ninety-four. Anyway, it's that date, whatever yeah. it aired. So yeah, but I was like, I wouldn't have picked up on that at all. No.
1: And I like, I didn't... I'm sorry,
0: I don't watch these shows for like the numbers. So right, we connect them to dates.
1: And I didn't go back to like listen to the guy say what the entrance code was, but I definitely feel like it had like, well, it had four ones at the beginning, so there's definitely yeah. like a couple of elevens in there. And isn't like his wife's birthday in November too?
0: It's like 1121. I keep getting it yeah. wrong because I, I think I thought, I think earlier I said it was 22. It's 21. I think it's 1121.
1: Yeah. it's. I feel like that might have been in the first code, but I didn't go back Possibly. to like, check. But yeah, the exit yeah. code definitely had 1013 in it. And I was like, that motherfucker.
0: He snuck it in. He and did. I didn't even notice. But they're back in the office a week later. Mm-hmm. And Scully gives Mulder the briefcase that he gave to the conductor. And Mulder's like, it's been replaced. This isn't yeah. the same thing. And he's like, "They're getting away with it, and Scully's like, "They got away with it." Yeah, yeah. And this is a really good scene because, uh, first of all, how like whoever was in charge of lighting Scully uh, has my undying appreciation so because good. it's like there's like a lamp on in the back, so it's kind of like she's kind of like lit from the back, and then I think there's a light source from above, but she just looks amazing in it, mm-hmm. and she's making a ton of sense. Oh, yeah. You know, she's she's saying you're chasing aliens that aren't there, helping them create a story to cover up the shameful truth and what they can't cover up. They apologized for apology has become policy. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of the synthesis of the episode. Like Scully believes her version of the story that they were doing human experiments and that alien abduction story is were to cover up for that fact, mm-hmm. and she she's kind of pissed at Mulder. She's saying you're right. you're falling right in line with it. Like you, when you're chasing aliens, you're giving them a plausible cover for their misdeeds that they need to be held responsible for,
1: mm-hmm. right? And like her personal safety and autonomy has been s- sacrificed as a part of it. Like she's kind mm-hmm. of pissed at him, but like rightfully so.
0: Mm-hmm. And she mil- she mentions that Bill Clinton apologized to radiation victims,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, like. They'll do it and they'll apologize later. And it means nothing because they're never held responsible for anything. Right. And I think I think this is a really good episode. And I think this is like a perfect a reflection. If you take away the fantastical elements of the episode on its own, it stands very... I think it's a really strong episode because it is saying like the U.S. government has given us no reason to ever trust them. Right. Like if they want our trust, they have to earn it back mm-hmm. and they haven't. And there's something, there's some evil lurking within like this like yeah there is it's it's sick it's like some sort of sickness that we have as a nation and i think the show coming out after the cold war giving this mm-hmm. space to really address that glaring exclusion that we've given to these issues mm-hmm. but yeah i think i think this episode really excels because it does give scully that very plausible right <laughs> argument yeah it really works. That. It's still like it doesn't the mythology to me, the mythology doesn't need to give us a solid answer one way or another. I think this sort of, you know, uncertainty between their two ideas works
1: really well, yeah. no, I think it does too. Like I think these are actually really great mythology episodes because they are so rooted in reality um it's not just like you know just whatever alien mumbo jumbo chris carter kind of wants to like pull out of his ass for the moment like yeah it's just like it it is so rooted in reality which i think is like also why the you know mythology episodes at the beginning of season two are also very good um exactly yeah these these are actually really strong and entertaining episodes of tv like Mm. Even if you don't really know much, I think about the X Files. Like, I think these two episodes are really strong and good e- and good episodes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the last scene of the episode is that someone is translating Ishimaru's work mm-hmm. as the cigarette smoking man smokes and watches. I mean, of course, yes, very, very clear. Like they got no, a- they've gotten away with it. Like <laughs> it's it's business as usual for them. Yep. So now it's time for our segments, and we start with
2: Agent Mulder.
0: Shut up, Mulder! Damn it, Mulder! It! How annoying was Mulder this week? <laughs> and I start, and I'm giving him an eight. He's very annoying this episode. What's your rating?
1: <laughs> also an eight. Um, because yeah, he's like <laughs> kind of like. I feel like if it was just Nisei, he's, like, a little less annoying in that episode, so I would maybe be, like, a 7, but, like, he's so unhinged in seven three one, like, yes. I just, like, can't wrap my mind around him, like, deputizing this conductor, I'm like, this is a completely <laughs> insane thing to do, um, yeah. Honestly, all of his actions for the rest of the episode kind of make sense. Like that—that that just is so bad shit to me. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, and the he's, fact he's that he annoying. jumps on
0: the train explicitly like, after she told him not, not to—it's to.
1: like <sighs> drives me nuts. The wall and just the way he's just like not cooperating at all when she's trying to get him off this train because there's a bomb. Yeah, is like so yeah. annoying. And he's whenever... just
0: freestyling it, and he's like, "It'll work out." Whenever
1: he doesn't believe her that she saw, like. Uh, Ishimaru before, and then she's she's like he's in your tape, and he's like, oh, that's where you know him from, and it's like, no, dude, she knows him from her abduction. Yeah, that, that really annoyed me. I was like, dude, that's just an asshole thing to say to her right now. Like, I know you're like not mentally stable, but
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I I sort of like I kind of took that more as like I think even it's different because like Mulder obviously believed so fervently. But I think even for him, he has this level of not wanting to believe some of the stuff, like Scully's right. realizing about her abduction. I think, yeah. I think for him, it's still really tough for him to comprehend.
1: Yeah, and and grapple with, and that's fair. Um, but yeah, I think he was pretty annoying in he, these he's episodes. Very
0: <laughs> and he's like charmingly annoying in these episodes. So like, he's obviously annoying. I have to give him an eight. I cannot get around it. But like, right. he's still he's still charming in this episode. I think
1: it's funny how like bad at being like he's such an incompetent spy. <laughs> and so that was kind of fun to watch in these episodes was, like, how bad he is at Spycraft.
0: Yeah. Tradecraft. <laughs> Tradecraft, sorry. But yes, it's okay. I'm trying to protect you from the nitpickers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And then next we have... So uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Scully's sassiest moment. Do you go first?
1: Yeah, I will. This was kind of hard to pick because I feel like she had a lot of really good moments across both of these episodes. Um, but I think... The one that I liked the most is at the beginning whenever she like walks in and Mulder is watching the videotape and she's like, not your usual <laughs> form of entertainment and being like selling what olive oil. What is that in there? Olive oil, snake oil, the like yes. green goo in the in the thing during the like autopsy or whatever. I thought mm. that was great. It was brilliant. But also brilliant. I really loved um when she's talking with X and uh he's like, I don't know, like there's limits to my knowledge or whatever. And she was just like. I don't have time for your convenient ignorance. Yes. That was also a beautiful line. That's a runner-up for me. Mine is, damn it, Mulder. Uh, yeah. I
0: love that. It's so funny because it's so fun when she's, like, really pissed at him. Yeah. Because I think she's always, like, a little bit pissed, a little miffed, but, like... Right. She was like genuinely pissed. She was like, damn it, Mulder. Like, I'm trying to save your life. You're sabotaging it.
1: Like, it's so satisfying, her line delivery in that. It's just like, she's genuinely, genuinely pissed off.
0: Yes. It's great. exactly. And next is... Welcome. You've got mail. Our 90th moment of the episode. And I think there were a couple things Mm -hmm. that were very 90s to me, but I'm going to go with Agent Pendrel.
2: Aww. Because I really
0: like him as a character, yeah, and he is this very specific iteration of nerd, right? Uh, that feels very 90s to me, like calling his friends his tech heads, crushing yeah. on Scully,
1: yeah. And like you said uh, earlier, his modern counterpart is insufferable now. So yeah. yeah, or
0: or even like like it's either insufferable or like he or or they try to subvert it and they'll have like a woman he's yeah. really into tech or, or you know so they, yeah i don't know like it's so common to be nerdy now uh right. and i think our our notion of like what nerdiness is has diversified oh for sure since like the 80s when it was very much like a nerds type thing
1: yeah yeah so
0: he feels like a real throwback to me
1: yeah i like that that's a great choice what's yours for me it's probably the fact that Mulder bought an alien autopsy video from a <laughs> magazine ad for twenty nine ninety five plus shipping. Um, it just yeah, like you just don't buy strange uh videotapes for magazine ads anymore, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Do, do you do you remember when like they would have you send in the like the skew like the barcodes mm-hmm. for like rewards? Like if you buy two boxes of Cheerios, you can get this little thing, right? Yeah. I lost it, so RIP to this. I missed it so dearly, but I got one of those because we bought like, you did buy like three or four high C packs and you sent in Mm -hmm. the codes with like a little bit of money. And I got this dog tag that had like nintendo characters on it oh cute (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot to me but i lost it
1: yeah i feel like that's definitely like uh, just like not a thing anymore that's just like not really like an advertising Mm -hmm. thing that happens anymore like there's still like i think you know there's still like infomercials and ads and stuff but like i don't know you just don't don't really see ads for alien autopsy vhs's for 30 bucks for shipping
0: But my other backup was <laughs> the fact that the Fox Network aired an alien autopsy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because,
0: like, can you imagine the shitstorm if they did that today? Like, they would just, like, blast it him for, like, insane. fake news and, yeah. like and tell them that they were like being irresponsible for airing this and like it would just like be this huge mess and like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that like the backlash wouldn't be warranted but i do think that like there at some point in the past like 20 years something broke our our brains collectively (laughs) and we all think like conspiracy theory people now something broke our brains i don't know what maybe the war on terror i don't know I was just born into it. I think I, I. I don't think we. I don't think we've lived in a world that like wasn't conspiracy oriented. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, not really. Being children of the nineties.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. even the nineties, they had they had like the huge militia movement.
1: Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. And I guess like even the seventies was like pretty conspiracy oriented. But anyway, mm-hmm. that was the episode, and why I chose it is it's a very good mythology episode, right? I think. The m- season 3 is when the mythology really hits its stride and I think these are really good episodes and I think th- they work like I think there's just a level of believability to what Scully and Mulder are saying that make both stories very compelling
1: Yeah and I like how it's like uncovering truth but like who is right and who is wrong and are both of them wrong like you know mm-hmm. are, are both of them partially right who knows mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's trying to like get to some truth about Mm-hmm. us as people as americans right. as as a, a a country that came out of world war ii and behaved in a specific way right and e- 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 uh, examining that right mm-hmm. yeah it's it is a great episode it's there's trains there's big Lots action scenes yes <laughs> yeah so thank you for tuning in we hope you like the episodes and if you would like to follow us on twitter we are condensed truth on twitter if you would like to email us we are condensed truth pod at gmail.com if you'd like to email us any questions uh we have a couple more episodes before we get to the end of season three but Mm -hmm. hopefully we can do a mailbag episode that'd be fun again because i had fun doing it yeah so if you have any questions comments concerns they don't have to strictly be the x files They can be very broadly anything um that you would like to ask us about i guess tv recommendations i don't know <laughs> uh, also write and review the podcast if you can if you're on a platform that lets you write and review it would mean a lot to us we have three reviews on apple right now it'd be cool if we could get to five
1: yeah that'd be
0: fun next time we are talking season three episode 12 war of the coprophages and if you do not like cockroaches do you not watch this episode yes <laughs> There are a lot of cockroaches. Yep, and we might have a guest. I don't know. We'll figure (laughs) it out. (laughs) It's pending. It's pending. And yes, that's 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 about it. That's essentially it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so thank yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in, and everybody have a nice weekend. Bye bye.